A relentless pursuit of simplicity is the discipline to say no to an idea, despite the potential that it may hold. A commitment to simplicity for the customer, despite the difficulty and complicated nature of delivering that. And the ongoing vigilance to divest away those non-core activities so that we can free up the resources to continue to innovate. Hi, I'm James, and this is Paved with Good Intentions. In 2013, at Apple's Worldwide Developers Conference, we launched a video that was, uh, had a key message of, for every yes, there is a thousand no's. And I believe this is a very important message and is fundamental to this idea of a relentless pursuit of simplicity. For every yes, there is a thousand no's. What that means is that you've got to be willing to say no to an idea despite the vast potential it might hold. And the framework within which we determine whether we say yes or no has to be based on whether that idea is core to the essence of your business. Does it fundamentally help you deliver a better product or service and differentiate you in the marketplace? If it doesn't, you've got to say no to it. You've got to have that discipline to say no, despite the potential, despite the profit, despite the gains that it might bring. Because it's, those things are a risk. And they're a risk because they can end up spreading you too thinly. I try to frame it like this, right? When you're thinking about an idea and you think, you know, and, and they're often ideas that are particularly attractive. You know, if, if we just had this feature, um, you know, we'd be more, uh, you know, we'd be able to explore this new market. Or if we um, just had this sort of uh, tangential product or this add-on, maybe we could, uh, you know, go after that vertical, right? These are exciting propositions for a business that is growing. But I take a step back and I think of it like this. What would it take to spin off a company to do that, right? I've got my core product, but what if I spin up another company that could take on this other idea, this, this tangential idea, this adjacency? And I often find myself thinking, I could do that, but I'd need a few more people and we'd need a few more resources and it would take a bunch of time and it would mean that, yeah, you know, I'm going to have to juggle this and that. And I think it's amazing that when you frame it around that idea of would I be able to spin this off as another company or maybe even think of it as setting up another team, suddenly the resourcing equation shifts. It's no longer, you know, yeah, that's a great idea. Let's find a way to do it. Aha, the magic, find a way to do it. You actually think about the fact that you would need additional resources to do it. It would take more people. It would take more of your time. And that's the important thing here. These ideas, no matter how much potential they have, they will end up distracting you and they will take more resources. They will take resources away from the core of your business. So you've got to have the discipline to say no because simplicity means staying very true to the core fundamental premise of our business and getting awesomely great at doing that. But that doesn't mean that experimentation is a bad thing, right? It doesn't mean you say no to any form of trying something new or experimenting. In fact, things like hackathons and side projects and 20% time, those are really important. They're really important not just because of the great output that can come from them, the great ideas that can come from them, but they're important because they give experimentation a name and a time-boxed framework within which for that experimentation to exist and take place. Because when you've got a business full of really smart people, especially smart engineers, that experimentation is going to take place regardless. But if you don't set up a sandbox for it to exist in and give it a name, give it a, give it a title, give it a term, then it happens regardless and it ends up creeping into your production systems and your commercial systems. And before you know it, you've gotten a whole bunch of complexity that's crept in to the system that you relentlessly want to simplify. So experimentation is fine to have happen, 
But what is, what is key here is to make sure that you have both a process for taking the experimentation through to commercial use and that there is a very bright line between where that experiment stops and where the productization and the commercial use begins. And the framework I like to use here is what I call gating functions. It's establishing a series of milestones by which there is an agreement with the development team where you say, uh, at this milestone I expect you to demonstrate this level of functionality or this amount of progress or these artifacts and at that point we're going to stop. We're going to sit down with the whole team and we're going to challenge ourselves and determine is this still absolutely fundamentally core to us producing a great product and differentiating ourselves in the market. And if it is, and we have consensus on that, we keep going. If we don't, we shelve it. And we have the discipline to shelve it because that's a key part of the relentless pursuit of simplicity. And one last thing on that is that this shouldn't be just a top-down driven process. Right? If you get a bunch of engineers in the room and have them demonstrate their progress and it's just the upper echelons of management that look down on them and make that decision as to whether or not it continues, that process is, over time, um, not going to be particularly popular with the engineers. Right? The thing to try and do here is not to be the leader that makes the decisions, but be the, the, leader, be the leader that can formulate the framework within which decision-making can happen at all levels across the business. The best possible way those checkpoints and those milestones can go is if you get together as a team and an organization, and it's your staff, your individual contributors, your managers, that go through the process of challenging that initiative openly and constructively, and they reach the decision on their own as to whether or not it should proceed. That's the mark of a great learning organization. But here's the other thing. Simplicity is really, really hard, especially in simplicity uh, especially in delivering simplicity as it faces the end user. Right? Creating a product that is simple for a user to use means abstracting away all the complexity so that they don't see it. It's hiding all the machinery and, and only presenting an absolutely simple user experience for them. And that's hard work. Abstracting that all away, hiding it, finding the simple, clearest use case and always promoting that, that's hard work. So the other key part of a relentless pursuit of simplicity is that dedication and that commitment to saying, if we are going to say yes to something, we are going to say yes to doing something, then we're going to take it on with a dedication to simplicity for the end user. And to deliver that simplicity, you need to do two things. The first is, you need to give away any emotional attachment to the form of the product. Okay, you have to be willing to cut it up, delete it, start again at any point in time. Because the, the, the interesting reality and almost the paradoxical nature of, of UI and design is that the best UI is no UI. The best product is something that incrementally over time strips out more of the screens, the processes and the steps and the UI such that it eventually just evaporates. And I'll give you a great example of this. One of the teams that I used to lead at Apple was the setup team. So that initial out-of-box experience of setting up your iPhone. Right? It's those white screens you step through that stands between you and using your phone. Now, release after release, me and my team, we spent countless amount of time and effort polishing those screens, polishing all the steps of setting up your device, working with other teams to make sure that you had a great ability to set up your new phone. But despite all that effort we poured into making sure that was a great experience, we knew that the best possible experience for the end user was to get rid of all of those screens. We were standing between the user and their ability to use the new phone. 
So incrementally over time, we found a way to remove more and more of that UI. We found a way to store preferences in the cloud or infer, infer some of the settings or group them together. And then eventually, the sort of the zenith of this was the ability to just set up your new phone by bringing it close to your old phone. And then we could get rid of so much of that experience. That's the relentless pursuit of simplicity at work. The third way that I wanted to explore that a, a relentless pursuit of simplicity is important is the vigilance it, that it requires to constantly review and divest non-core activities from your team and your business. Right? And this is not just about build versus buy. Build versus buy is a very important ingredient in this, but that's a point in time decision. What you need to do is also consider the longer term trajectory for any initiative you take on and any build versus buy proposition that comes along. Because often a decision to build something is not just build, it's more nuanced. It's either build because it is absolutely fundamental and important and a differentiating factor and a value driver for the business, and that's a permanent build, that's a permanent fixture. But quite often there's things we build because we have to. It's just a necessary evil, right? We want to do this amazing thing and there's nothing out there in the market that we could use right now that will satisfy this need, so we'll have to go and build it. And there is a stark contrast between a build that's a necessary evil and a build that's a permanent fixture. Right? The sooner you can identify and divest these non-core activities as part of this relentless pursuit of simplicity, the sooner you can reclaim those resources and reinvest them to continue the innovation of your core product and service. Hi, I'm James, and this has been Paved with Good Intentions.